Welcome. We are so glad you've joined us today. Are you ready for another Bayside Christian Church podcast? Let's get straight into it. Wow, it's so good to be in. Can I have my uh, bag of goodies there, Matt? The whole lot. That's it. You're saying, what's this? Today I want to talk about the power of the Word of God. And uh, I've got a nice big study Bible. Remember people used to walk around with these huge big Bibles? They'd all come to church with a massive kid. That It's almost like the bigger the Bible, the more spiritual you were. Anyone remember that sort of thinking? That's true. It's how much is inside of you that really counts and how much you're living. But that's my study Bible. And then this one, original Gideon's Bible, I was given in 1970 when I was in grade 8 at school. I've still got it. It's very tattered. It's uh, covers all wearing out. And all we probably moved 20 times over. I got my original Gideon's Bible from I was 12 years old. How awesome is that? The Word of God. Here's my passion translation, which I just eat and live in these days because I just love the passion. But lots of translations. And then many of you, this is your because you just get on the Bible apps and you read the Bible on your phone or you plug it into your uh, whatever format you use however you get the word of God the key is to get it inside it change your life and God stirred my heart this week to speak for a few minutes on the power of the Bible the word of life I remember when I was younger and in church and I've uh, been brought up in church and gave my heart to Jesus the day I got baptized and filled with the spirit the next year but I remember when I would hear these words people would be um, asking for um, help with a decision in their life or someone would be in comments or and and I would often hear them say but what does the Bible say I rarely hear those words anymore even in church life what's happened what does the Bible say we don't literally with the word of God being our foundation as we think we do because we go on what does someone else say or what does an influential or what does social media say or what do my heroes or what do what feels good inside of me that's what I'm going to decide I don't hear the words very often, what does the Bible say anymore? When you've got a conflict <coughs> in relationships, people say how we should resolve that. I don't hear those words very often. And I think because we have become sometimes most biblically illiterate or slack in letting the word of God foundation and truth. Jesus said, my word and they are life. And I want to remind you of a few uh, scriptures today of the power of this. So, um, the DNA of our church, we've got our base acrostic. B stands for Bible-based foundation based on the Word of God. And I don't think we read it, it, live by it as much as we could or should. I'm preaching to myself, God rebuked me this week, said, you don't do enough of the Word you used to. I'm thinking, wow, yeah, life's busy. Prayer and all those things. But the Word of God has got to be our foundation. Otherwise, when with the philosophy, the culture of this world, other people's our favorite preacher, what does the Word of God say? And you get the Spirit to make it alive for you and live it out. Because that, listen to these words in Hebrews 4.12. For the Word that speaks is alive and full of power, making it active, operative, energizing and effective. It is sharper than any two-edged penetrating to the dividing line of the breadth of soul and spirit. And of joints and marrow, of the deepest of our nature, exposing and sifting and analyzing, judging the very thoughts and purposes of the heart. You're going on a pathway and then you start to read the word and the God says, other than that, he starts to sift your attitudes, starts to challenge your thinking. 
he starts to deal with philosophies and attitudes and culture that slowly eroded your strength in God. The Spirit of God wants to remind us that the Word is powerful. The, Jesus came and He's the living Word. So powerful. I just want to remind us today. In Hebrews 4.13, the next it says, There is not one person who can hide their thoughts from God. Hide from God sometimes. We, we are really quite foolish when we think, hey, but human, humans, we do it sometimes. For nothing that we do is a secret. And nothing created is concealed, but everything is ex- exposed and defences before his eyes to render <coughs> an account. So we've got the word and we've got the spoken word. So we've got our Bibles, whatever that you have. Some of us might have three or four Bibles in our bedroom or in our bookshelf. Probably got 20 versions over the years that I've used in sermon and different things. And, uh, and I thought, wow. And then I have a clean out and just give them away to someone who hasn't got one. And share what we have. But we need to have the word of God burn. What did Jesus say in uh, Matthew 4 4? Being tempted by Satan, what did Jesus do? He said, It is written. <coughs> that was the way he overcame temptation. The schemes and lies. Jesus was hungry, and the devil said, Why don't you just turn those bones into bread? Because you can do that. And Jesus. Because he walked in the spirit, he knew that this was a temptation to use his power for his own selfish gain. That's a lie that many of us fall into, don't we? Influence for selfish gain. That's what Jesus' heart was being tested by the enemy. So what did he do? He didn't sort of get into an argument. For lies. He said, what's the Bible say? It is written. That was his immediate, not what do I feel like and try and work it all through. It is written. Man shall not live and be upheld, stained by bread alone, but by every word that comes forth from the mouth of God. Religion says every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. It's a present continuous tense. So it was written, continues to proceed from the heart of God every day. We read it and the Spirit of God takes us and when we sing it, when we, uh, it is coming forth as life to us every day. It's proceeding. It's not something that proceeded. It's proceeding. That's what the present continuous tense of that actually says. It comes from uh, Deuteronomy outing from the Torah, from the written word of God. It says, he humbled you and allowed you to hunger. And fed with manna, which you did not know, nor did your fathers know, that he might make you recognize and personally know that man does only, but man lives by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of the Lord. That word that Jesus was declaring cut the schemes of the enemy totally off at the left. We forget how powerful the Word of God is. We start to go through and think, how are we going to overcome this? Let me tell you, if you've got the Word and your faith in it, it is a powerful, powerful sword that will cut off the lies and the schemes. It will destroy their pure mind and your heart. And we've got to know how powerful it is. I remember when I was about 19 or 20, I was full of energy and, and I was away on holidays in Sydney. The enemy was just putting pressure and tempting me. And I remember the word of God came to me and says, I want you to memorize scripture. I'd done a few verses in Sunday school and youth group. I remember the youth group and we had a Bible-a-thon where you had to memorize. I had to memorize the Psalms and quote them. And if I got them all right, for the youth group. We had fifteen of us did 10 Psalms each in our little youth group. Too bad the guy who got 100, Psalm 119. 
He was the smartest, cleverest one, and he got them all right in 76 verses, word for word. And we were 13, 14 year olds. I was raised with memorized word of God, but I sort of got a bit slack on it. And I was driving back from Sydney to Queensland from visiting my. And the Lord says, I want you to memorize the scripture. So I started writing out before I left. I memorized 50 different passages by the time from Sydney back to Queensland. And then after the next two years, I wrote out all these little cards. This is before computers. With the scripture reference on one side, and I hand-wrote all the verses on the sides of the cards. And I had a whole pile of them like this. I've still got some of them. The next two years, I learned hundreds of verses from the Bible so that I come strong in my spirit. And today, I still thank God pressed me to do it. And it helped my mind get renewed. It put something in my spirit that has never, ever left me. And I know that's one of the secrets that God gave me was memorize and getting the word of God so into here and so into here that it's mine and give me courage and strength to be an overcomer in my life. This is a life lesson, a life uh, word in heart that I rarely preach about, but God says you need to teach the people this powerful. It's really, really powerful. It's a religious book written by more than 40 authors over 16. They were inspired by the Holy Spirit. It is life to us. 19 verse 7 says, God's word is perfect in every way, how it revives our soul. His laws lead us to change the, the, sample, the simple into wise. Teachings make us joyful and radiate his light. His precepts are so pure. His commands, how they challenge us to kiss to his heart. The revelation light of his word makes my spirit shine radiant. His commands is right, following them brings cheer. Nothing is, ever needs to be changed. The rarest treasures of life and in his truth. That's why I prize God's word as the finest gold. Nothing brings the soul such a as seeking his living words. I think the King James says, you're like honey to my soul. For they, they warn us, his servants, and keep us from following way, giving a lifetime guarantee, great serious, obedient soul. Without this revelation light, how would I detect the waywardness of my heart, Lord? Forgive my flaws wherever you find them. Keep cleansing me, God, and keep my secret selfish sins. May they never rule over me, for I be free from fault and remain innocent of ruin. Wow, that's the word of God. Do you know Psalm 19, the longest chapter in the Bible with 176 verses? Every verse with the word of God, his commands, his statutes. Every verse. For a hey, it's such a powerful chapter in the Bible. Somebody look at me and say, is that true? Yeah, you check it out. It's true. And I've heard other people say, well, I can't just remember. I can't memorize scripture. And, and all of that lie because the devil wants to stop you from memorizing it. Let me tell you, remember your address, your name, and your mobile phone number can remember the word of God. We get deceived. Oh, it just goes and comes and goes. No, you can remember it because you can remember those bases. Therefore, you can remember the word of God. How do I do it? I just said it and over 50 or 100 times. And then every day or second day, I'd come back and go over. I was so cemented that now I can just pour them out like a river. Doesn't make me special because God knew I needed it. And it gave me a resource so that whenever the philosophy of this world come, the word of God says, no, that's the truth. Something just comes up inside me and says, no, it's the truth. When I'm tempted to do wrong, up it pops. Says, this is the truth because the word of God is truth. And when times in our busy modern world have forgotten how powerful this is. Listen to 2 Timothy 3.16. Every shot has been written by the Holy Spirit. 
say, oh, we don't really understand this and I'm not sure if that should be in the Bible or not. Hey, that's, that's deception of the enemy to take away the word of God. It says it's written by the Holy Spirit, breath of God. It will empower you by its instruction and giving you the strength to take the right direction and lead you deep the path of godliness. Then you will be God's servants, for sure, and perfectly prepared to fulfill any assignment God gives you. Wow, this is one of the best ways. And we need to study and we need to learn, we need to do all these. But hey, some of the time we spend on Facebook or on social media should put a portion of it into the Word of God because let me tell you, it'll change your life and all the other stuff. <coughs> have the answer, so what do we do? We Google it. So Google becomes our alternate source information and perspective in life. I think you're going to Google it, Google the Word of God and get that first and then you can add other in but filtered through the Word of God and let me tell you, your life is more fruitful and successful and blessed in your business, in relationships, in your attitudes because it's a very powerful force. It goes on in, in the Amplified, it says, all speeds given by divine inspiration and its prophet instruction for conviction of sin. The only reason we don't read the Bible because we get convicted. Uh, we'll just read the nice passages, the nice words of Jesus, but we'll skip over that chapter. The correction of error, adoration to obedience, for training in righteousness, learning in conformity to God's will, both publicly and privately, behaving honorably with personal integrity and moral courage, so that the man is complete and proficient, outfitted and thoroughly equipped for every good work. I've learned much more impacted when you know the author of a book. You ever met someone and you heard them speak or you hear them share this and then you buy the book and read it and think, oh, that, now I get it. Books, and then I've met the author after and said, now I understand what they were saying. We've just heard the Holy is the author of the Bible and we know the Holy Spirit, so hey, how awesome. The Bible is God's love letters to his children. It's not a whole pile of laws and stories. It's his love letters to us so that we can live blessed for lives here and for eternity as we shared last week. 2 Timothy 2.15 to present yourself to God as one approved, a worker who does need to be ashamed and who correctly handles the word of God. There are many promises from God's word. Remember the old promise some of you had? Or the books? Or you can jump on the computer, get a promise for every day. How awesome is that? Promises from God's give you hope <coughs> and strength. It's also instruction and training we just read. It's for conviction and correct. The old King James says, for reproof. We don't like to be adjusted. I'm amazed. Easily we get offended at one another. The culture of today's world is offended and then you can go and sue someone. Or we bring all these laws of anti-description and a lot of them are helpful, but some of them go too far. And well, if I'm offended, then it's your problem, not mine. Hey, the talk's a different way. It's to reproof you and me get it at the word and push God away instead of embracing because God wants to help change and live a better free life. And that's one of the reasons with the Word of God, God, it's a bit too black and white. God made us and it needs to be communicated in love, grace and truth, not legalism and religion. But we need to let it come. It gives wisdom, direction. One of the first verses I learnt was Psalm 119, verses 9 to 11. How can a young person on the path of purity by living according to your Word? I seek you with all my heart and do not let me strike. I have hidden your word in my heart that I might not sin against you. 
That Psalm 119 verse 11, one of the first words that I, scriptures I learnt. How can I sinning against you, whether that's with impure wrong attitudes, losing your temper at someone, just being selfish, whatever. God says his word will help to life. It'll bring freedom and hope and purpose to your life. It will challenge you when you're heading the wrong direction. It comes. So we need to hear it, read it, understand, receive it, meditate on it, obey it, trust it, put our hope in it, teach it, honor it, believe it, pray the word, sing the word, whatever you need to do, get it in your heart. If you're an artist, paint the word, do whatever. <coughs> so that it gets into our souls. The word of God has great power to do many things. Power to create. God spoke, let there be light and was light. You realize the power of your words to create the world? You speak the word of God over your family, over your kids. Marilyn and I, every offering in the last several years, at that moment, I pray blessing on all of our kids and grandkids for God to bless them financially, that they will rise in their workplaces, in their, wherever they are, their homes, wherever, declare the word of God over them. During the offering prayer every Sunday, we've, years, we've just take that moment to declare the word of God over their lives. It's very, very powerful. It's the power to create, the power to sustain all of creation. It's got the power to, to heal. He sent his word and healed. The power to judge our hearts, the power to give us new birth, the lead us to faith, the power to save us, the power to make us holy, the power to fight against Satan, the power to destroy the world. The word of God, it is reliable, it's true, it's flawless, it's alive and active, it's eternal, it will not return empty, Isaiah 55, 11 says. So if you speak the word of God over your own life, you meditate on and say, God, I'm going to do your word. Guess what? It will not return. Your life will be blessed. The enemy will fight you, but you overcome us. You pray it over your family. You put it in your business and you plan your business and you put some principles of God's word in there of generosity, kindness to the people you work with and respecting everyone as a nation of God. If you put that into your business, let me tell you, blessing will flow over business. Because if you're marriage, you put that, the word God in the center and you will see blessing come over our hearts lives. Wow. John 1 verse 1 says, In the beginning was the word and the word God and the word was God. He was with God in the beginning. For him were all things made. Without him nothing was made that has been made. That life was the light of all mankind. The light shines in the dark. The darkness has not overcome it. Verse 14 says, The word became from made his dwelling among us. We have seen his glory, the glory of one and only Son who came from the Father, full of and truth. I want to share with you, when we speak the word over our lives and one another, don't let it be in a condemning, legalistic way. I've seen people destroy others because it says it's a two-edged sword. And if you use the word, it's dangerous, it's powerful, it's cut out wrong things, but it can also cut people and destroy them if you don't use it right. <coughs> and religion and legalism is so destructive you misuse the word of to, to bind people up. And that's why Jesus was so angry at the Pharaoh. Human nature can easily go down a legalistic, law-abiding way instead of full of grace. It says Jesus of grace and truth. Remember, grace came first before the truth. You've got to show love and grace because love and grace is the bridge that they, they can receive the heavy traffic of challenge of the word of God to sort out their lives. And you say, well, i just got to tell them the truth. You don't. You don't speak the truth until you love the person have got a heart to bless them. Otherwise, you are cutting them with the wrong and they are damaged. I've seen way too many mishandle the Word of God. It says to study the Word, handle the Word of God correctly. It's like a weapon of power 
that can bring life or people. Wow, we need to have. Lord, help us to be grace and truth. Some of you have been affected by someone that's put the word and they've taken a scripture put it on you like a heavy burden and it's crushed your soul. Take that word and say, Lord, I know there's truth here. Have received this in love and peace. And Lord, forgive me or others if we've used it unwisely or without them. And that's how God wants us to learn how to... The Spirit's the author. If he's filling our heart, guess what? He won't misuse the word. We use it to bring life. That's why we walk in the Spirit. Romans 10, 17. So then faith comes hearing and hearing by the Word of God. I don't know about preach the Word and my faith comes alive. I'm listening to the Scripture, reading, I'm meditating, and all of a sudden your faith comes alive. I think, wow, God, tough day, but I know you're going to make a way. That's what faith comes. Mark 4 is the parable of the story of the farmer and the seed. It is the word of God that's planted and grows up and a great harvest. The word's like a seed that grows. A couple of to wrap it up today. James 1.22. The word of truth and not respond. Well, that is the essence of self-deception. Wow. Now, well, I've heard the word. But if you're not doing it, it doesn't help you. It says, so always let his word become lightened and fulfilled by your life. If you listen to the word and don't live out the message you hear, you become like the person in the mirror of the word to discover the reflection of his faith in the beginning. You perceive how God sees you, in the, but then you go out and forget your divine origin. But who set their gaze deeply into the perfecting law of liberty, fascinated by and respond to the truth they hear and are strengthened. They experience God's blessing in all that do. The Bible's like a mirror to your soul. When you're reading the word, it's like a mirror coming back to you. Like parents here or grandparents, kids can be a mirror to your soul. <coughs> you tell them to do something, they do something else. And then you question a teenager and say, well, I'm just doing dad and mum what you did what you said but this is what you did so we're going to do what you did that's a mirror to your soul help us jesus the bible mirror to our soul because we read it and all of a sudden it reflects back how jesus wants us to live remember say hey there's a better way you're getting overwhelmed don't let fool your heart there's 365 verses in the bible about fear not go on one for every day of the year so we've got no excuse to live let fear rule us our lives because we've got a promise there and the truth can set us free it doesn't rule us god's got it all there for us Psalm 190, 105 says, Your word is a lamp to my feet and a light path. That means if, the, if you've got a lamp, it means it shows you where to go today and the path is lit and so you can know. What's... So the Bible will speak to your future and it will speak to your past. That's how the word of God does it in our life. It says in uh, the Passion, Truth and light guides you, me in my choices and decisions of your word makes my pathway clear. Let's do it in a loving, gracious way, not in a legalistic, religious way. That has just so destroyed many people's lives. But let, let the truth come. Jesus said, I tell you, no one can see the kingdom of God and are born again. I don't hear that preached very often either these days. You've got again. Why was Billy Graham so successful? He just said, you've got to be born again. They said, what's the secret of your thing? The reporters would ask, he says, you've got to be born. Totally unashamed of the truth of the gospel that you must be born again. Explain what that meant. And millions of people all over came to Christ because he never varied from the truth that you must begin. You've got to encounter the forgiveness of Jesus and you must. 
Now, you can say that in a thousand different ways, but don't forget the gospel. That's the truth. You must be born again. That's what, G- that's what Billy Graham said. That's the truth. Through the Bible, everywhere, there are truths that will sort our issues if we let the Word do its work in our hearts and else. I want to encourage us. Let's run with it. Let's not hold. 1 Peter 1.23 says, For the, through the eternal living Word of God, you have been born again, and the seed in you can never be destroyed, but will live and grow in you forever. Wow, the, the seed gets in your spirit and never, never be lost. It's a truth of God. That's why plant it in your kids' hearts. Plant it in, the, it's, plant it in your own heart. It goes on and says, Human beings are frail and temporary like grass. The glory of man fleeting like the blossoms of the field. The grass don't withers and the flowers fall off. But the word of the Lord endures ever. This is the word that has been announced to you. Wow, wow, wow. Come on down, team. God's Word is so powerful. I want to encourage you. I felt God say, just stir our church in the power of His Word. Because some of us have got distracted. We've so with life. We've got so many things trying to grab our attention to make sure the Word of God's in the center. In you, Christian, two minutes, five minutes a day. You don't have to read a whole book of the Bible. I've watched some new Christians. We give them a book. They said, mate, I've never read a book in my life. I've got 15 years to read that. And you've only given them the Gospel of John, you know, because most have, most have never read a Bible in their life, a book in their life. <coughs> it's all on the computer and screen. So, so we now send out screens so they can, they can read it and let it get in your heart. Because you read it, it's the power of the Word of God. And I want to stir us as a nation. Don't minimize the Word of God. Get back. You're facing a challenge. Say, God, what does your word say? I'd love to hear saying more common amongst our church in our life groups and our youth. What does the word say? If you've got an offense with someone, what's the Bible say? Go to them and sort it out. Today, we get on social media and tell everyone else, but we never go to the person and try. We haven't done the word of God and we wonder why our relationships are in chaos. It's all through the Bible. If we went what the Bible says and say, God, give me the grace to know how it, give me an example, a mentor that can help me walk through this to me, I don't know how to do it. Forgiveness, isn't it? Show, go and forgive one another. Jesus said in Ephesians 4.32, one more verse, be kind and compassionate to one another. For just as in Christ, God forgave I plead with you, if you've got an offense or an issue, do not talk to people unless it's a mentor or someone who can help you sort it. Do not put it on social media because you're being unbiblical in your wailing with it. And we wonder why we have chaos. Let the word of God and says, go to that person and find a way. If it's not safe to, have a safe person to help work. Otherwise, we are living the culture of this world and not the word of God. That's just one example of how we've drifted so far from the Word of God in our daily lives. And there are many others. I think, God, we've, we've embraced the cult so much, even as believers, and said, God, teach us to live by your Word. There's many of you here are faithful to it, and you're hungry. I'd say, give us a hunger for your Word again, Lord. A hunger to know what your Word says. And for your light has come. Let's stand together. Arise, shine, for your light has come. Arise, for your light has come, and the glory of the Lord is risen upon you. That's a promise from Scripture. Prophetically for Jerusalem, of God's Word now. See, darkness covers the... 
and thick darkness over the peoples. But the Lord is upon you and His glory appears over you. That's the word of the Lord. So when you're in a dark place, life's dark right now, but your word promises you will arise in me and through me. That's what you need to get in our That's what we need to live with. Oh Lord, we love you. I want you to take a moment to thank presence and his word. Thank God for his word. Just thank God for the promise of the Bible. Some of you right now are remembering some of the promises you've had for your, for your kids and family. Some of you have seen the rewards of living a faithful life. Some of us are challenged today because we think, wow, I've that slip a bit and I haven't had the word as my prime focus in how I do life. Oh, Spirit of help, bring your word alive. Let it explode in our minds and our hearts. Just be hungry to, to get your word and journal and, and read it and listen every day so that blessing can fill our hearts. God, help us, we pray. Help us, we pray. Lord, renew our minds, transform hearts, heal our souls by the living word of the Lord. It's our spirit and they are life. Lord, I pray that over each one here today, that we would know spirit and life. Lord, Bible study won't sound like hard work. It will be life-giving. Reading your word, scriptures, meditating on them will not seem like something like hard work. It will be a life-giving force in our lives. Oh, Lord, I just pray that right now. Thank you for joining us. The Bayside Christian Church community aims to transform our city and beyond with the life and power of Jesus Christ. If you want to know more or just keep in touch, check us out at www.baysidechristianchurch.com.au or follow us on our social media sites at Bayside Christian Church.